Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. Each of us has a choice in any given moment to come from fear or to come from love. I choose love. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And today, Jane and I are tackling. ISIS. No, we're not. We're tackling terrorism. We are tackling what happens when something so out of control, crazy, unexpected takes place. The whole world stands to attention. Endless dialogues ensue. Foreign policy talk, military talk, religious talk, power versus fear and control talk. But of course, Jane and I are here today to deliver some spiritual talk on the topic. Now, we realised that this happened a few weeks ago and it would have been awesome to have dropped this podcast right in the middle of when everyone was changing their Facebook status to red, white and blue. <laughs> However, it's, it's, it's never too late. And as we've unfortunately seen over the past few years, these attacks do keep coming. So there will probably be more. And if there are more, you can come back and find this episode at any time and have a listen to hopefully answer some questions which you may have, which these sorts of events bring up, particularly when you are a person who comes from love, who chooses love, as Jane said in her affirmation. We are spiritual people. We're trying to better our souls and our personalities and our lives and the lives of those around us and our friends and families and loved ones and communities. So when something like these incredible acts of just illogical violence occur, how can we understand, how can we begin to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like to even, um, what's the word where you, you take something and you try and make it part of your reality in a way that you can understand? I can't, I can't articulate. Clarity. Well, it, no, it's, it's, a, it's where you... How you can come to peace with it. That's what I'm trying to say. How, how can we even begin to make sense of this as highly evolved, spiritual, self-responsible, self-empowered people? Um, and how do we continue to live in a world where plenty of people aren't? And they're the ones who are going to keep creating suffering. And how do we then deal with that? So, so much to talk about today. I'll let Jane take the floor now, and then we'll kick in with a little bit of specifics on Paris, if you like, but in a greater sense, a bigger overview on the spirituality of the collective consciousness at a global level. First off, I wanted to just um, say that people have obviously incredible emotions when these sorts of horrendous events occur. And we did a podcast after uh, the second Malaysian flight was shot down in Russia. Um, so that would have been around, I think that was around June of 2014. So if you want to have a look in our past podcasts, that could be a good one to listen to as well if you're really struggling with um, with the fear around that and, and thoughts around that. Um, I really don't know where to start because I feel like we need to just jump straight into what is collective consciousness and why do these things actually occur. But one of the things that really kind of bothered me was how, of course, we will become very sympathetic um, to what has occurred in Paris. But I thought, what about Beirut, Iraq, Syria, Egypt, Palestine, Kenya, 
anywhere. Like, you know, there's so many places that have undergone equally traumatic events, um, but it's when it kind of happens in, you know, somewhere that uh, maybe many of us have visited that it kind of hits home more. So I just wanted to say that let's send love, yes, to Paris, but let's send love to all of these places as well. This is, of course, the bone I have to pick with media, which is, and this just this sounds horrible, but I'm just going to say it, because there's these gorgeous, blonde, Parisian, distressed-looking girl, and then they take her and they make... they, they It's like a Hollywood movie type of a scenario so that the media just makes it into this big story to to get that heartstrings you know they don't pick the small pimply i don't know iranian student out and make the whole story around him they pick the blonde girl with the bloodstained top from the nightclub who tells the story you know it's, yeah. it's that whole yeah. way that they fabricate it to make it seem like we're watching a movie yeah and they sex it up the beirut stuff well that wasn't sexy enough that we weren't we didn't get the same attention mm. on you know when it's when it's when it's countries that we don't give the same level, I mean, Paris, City of Romance, City of Love, Eiffel Tower, Croissants, Chocolate, you know, it's that whole, it, it, it speaks to us more. Um, there's, oh, where is, I had a, something on a website about, um, there was actually something that, um, about Iraq, what's his bloody name? <laughs> Barack Obama, um, you know, the way that he, Oh, do you think I can find it? The, the way that he said something to contrast Paris to Beirut, which really made it sound like Beirut's just not as an important country as Paris in terms of what we consider valuable as Westerners. Right. You know, it's just that right. whole... And I know it does sound really heartless to sort of say, why should we care so much about Paris when heaps more people have died in other bombings? But they have. And to that end, how do we pick who we're going to be upset about? I mean, hundreds of thousands of people die every day all around the world through heinous circumstances, starvation, death at the hands of domestic violence, you know, despot regime governments, um, medical misadventure, iatrogenesis. Like, there's all kinds of ways that people are dying through completely unfair, unjustified, violent means. But everyone goes and changes their Facebook page to the Parisian flag? Like... It kind of annoys me, and that's a naughty thing to say because I know I'm supposed to be all peace, love, and everything. Well, well that was my re- that was my reaction was you know what about everything else that's happened? It's imbalanced. But then on the positive, everybody changing their Facebook um, profile photos to the red, blue, and white. The beauty of that is that it's sending out a very clear message of support, which is always a good thing. Always when people feel moved to stand up and be a part of of love. That's a great thing. It's like when we have, you know, all the rainbow photos all over the um, Facebook to support um, equality in, in marriage. So the, the difficulty is how do you come to terms with justifying these sorts of things occurring? I don't have the answers. I don't have the answers to world peace. I care deeply about it. I wish I could. I wish I did, and if I did, I'd be shouting it from the rooftops. I don't have the answer to people who have no problems in sacrificing their own life to be a suicide bomber, uh, to support their cause. I don't have the answers to poverty. I don't have the answers to so many things. All I know is that I've got some tools that help me to cope with it, and I think we should try and share some of those. And part of it is my understanding of 
fear and love vibration is where we really do only have two emotions. Well, maybe that's the wrong word, two vibrations. Everything that you feel falls into either fear or love. Are you, are you scared or are you crazy? So when you get into fear, you're not helping anybody. You're not helping yourself. You're not helping the cause. You're not helping anything at all. But it is a lesson for you to be looking at why are you in fear. Um, I'm not in fear of being bombed. I'm not in fear of any of that at all. I just don't think it's in my vibration. Having said that, if it happens, well, it's meant to be and there'll be lessons to be learnt and there's surrender and all of those rich, deep spiritual things of karma and life's journey, which we don't understand. I'm waffling on here. This is a really big no, hard one to get into. I'm about to say the same thing as you and I'm going to put it in a slightly different way. Okay. And the, I, this is controversial territory. When Rebecca says things like this, this is not the sort of thing you're going to get on a Facebook meme. <laughs> So, okay, if we're to go a bit Buddhist on this, or if we're to even go Eckhart Tolle on this, we can talk about the past, the future, and now. And your only relationship, your only control with this reality is the now moment, because the past doesn't exist, and the future doesn't exist. They're figments, they're concepts. So... If, for example, we were to take something quote-unquote small, like um, I'm really, 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 really scared of spiders and I'm so scared of spiders I'm worried about going to sleep tonight because what if one crawls between the sheets and bites me and what if I end up in hospital and die and then I won't be able to feed my babies and then da 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 you know, people get these crazy kind of things. Or it might be irrational fears, like I'm just really scared of going bankrupt. I've never had any trouble with money, but I've always been scared. I might go bankrupt or I might not have enough money and da 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 you know, we have these things. Now, in this exact moment, you know, like I'm fed, I'm clothed, I'm calm. It's fine. All of those fears aren't real because they're either past or future things which don't actually exist. You want to put, you want to take something quote unquote large like Paris. Well, Paris has nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with my reality. I'm sitting here at a desk with Jane in front of a computer holding my own energy space and I'm in Rebecca Detman's now moment. This is my reality. Fear of death or bombings or what's going to happen with the world or foreign policy or religious fanatics or you know all of that I create my reality and I like to keep a higher vibrational quality control on the thoughts that I entertain because they in turn create my actions behaviors and quality of this dimension Paris has nothing to do with that it doesn't exist it's just me and this room in this space and it's actually you can boil it down to that. If you just want to go, if you want to escape all of the pain and the drama of anything, you just have to go and meditate and get into your now moment because that's all that's real. And everything else, it's actually not. Okay, go ahead and hang me up as a witch and burn me and point the finger and tell me I'm callous and not caring and what a bitch. Yeah, it's all of, I mean, people, this is very hard for people to understand because one thing that religions like Buddhism always get the finger pointed at is you're so selfish. How can you be so selfish? As Jane and I have said before in other podcasts, it's not to say we don't support causes or we're not going to go out and help people if we feel the need or we see the opportunity. But it is about picking and choosing where your energy bleeds. Am I going to sit at home and cry for 10 hours because some people I've never met before had something happen in their soul contract which was prearranged before they came to earth? 
nah. It's not none of my fucking business, to be honest with you. It's none of my fucking business. You know, maybe, maybe it, it would make me feel in alignment with my truth to donate money to the Red Cross or to, I don't know, pick your movement, whatever that maybe is assisting with this plan. Maybe I feel the urge to get on a plane and fly there and hold people in my arms and cradle them. I don't know, maybe some people have done that. People have opened their doors in Paris, so some people have. But we got to get realistic about this. And we've said this in other podcasts about picking our causes and picking our battles and also not feeding the media engine of negative fear-based hype. And this goes back to our episode not that long ago about collapse of the guru culture, where energy begins to collect in corners, which has a lot of, yeah, hype or excitement or fervent belief around it for the positive or for the negative. Just unentangle yourself out of all of the sheep for a minute and ask yourself what you think. Stick to that and go on with your day. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. So why is it that we have these kind of things happening in the world? It is collective consciousness. What is collective consciousness? My perception of that is when you get enough people that are all focusing on the same thing, it's going to manifest. And so, for example, um, and, and the media know this and the, 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 the people that run the world, whoever they are, the hidden half a dozen that do it, know this. And they feed us fear so that we go all become a collective consciousness towards one particular thing. Now, the law of vibration is going, as we know, scientifically has proven that thoughts can change the molecular structure of things. So we know that our thoughts are incredibly powerful. So when everybody is projecting the same thought at the same time, there is an energy mass that appears, or as the teachings of Abraham would say, a vortex you are all then moving into the vortex with the same desire. And when that melting pot bit gets big enough, it happens. So the more that we are fueling, you know, fear of Muslims or fear of the Quran, the more that this is building in energetic momentum for it to manifest. So while you might feel that you're helping to establish world peace and, and because you're anti-terrorism or somebody that you know is anti-terrorism, by fueling any fear around it and saying, well, we need to look at the Quran or we need to look at Muslims or whatever it is, these people, you are now moving into a vortex of hate, of fear around a particular pocket of people and you are actually helping it to happen. So you cannot afford to have a fear-based thought process around any of this. How many times have you seen the fundamentalist religious family who won't let their kids do anything and the daughter ends up pregnant at 15 and the son goes off and gets a meth addiction or something or goes off the rail? What you fear, you attract. You know that analogy of trying to hold a ball under the water and and it's like the more you try and shut down or tell people what to think or close it down or suppress it or say you can't do that, you can't have it, you can't do it, you can't have it eventually that ball is going to bounce right back up to the top with even more force than it had because it's been told it can't. And there it is. And that's the analogy. And it's it's a brilliant one, Jane. And I just want to add a little personal note here that I have read some of the Quran and I think it's a beautiful book. And I have Muslim friends. I've got Muslim clients and they're beautiful people. And I know this has just gone to a very shallow note because I know all of our listeners get that, that 
there are minority idiots in every single culture. We're not culture. talking about races, cultures or countries. No. We're talking about I'm personalities, this, right? Yeah, yes. We're talking about individuals yes. who are fucked up in the head is what we're talking yes. about. But the big fear movement that we see is about the Quran and Muslim. Well, That's we what have the media to name is. It. They have to be able to label it. That's right. So it is so important that you understand that whatever it is you're fearing, you are attracting. And you are moving into that vortex of manifesting more of it. So let's now explore, what if you do have a fear around people who study and follow the Quran? What if that really does scare you? Then do some research. Have a read of the book. That's how I first came about reading it, because I had some fear around it and some fascination. And so I started reading it, and I thought this is a beautiful book that's saying the same thing that many other beautiful Um, religious books are saying in a different way it's beautiful if you have a fear of all muslims are going to be suicide bombers then go and make the acquaintance of some muslim people and realize check out their vibrations get in there see how beautiful they are but you need to deal with this fear and you need to then flip it on its head and turn it to love love acceptance compassion empathy kindness and true belief that you are actually contributing to the love vibration of the collective consciousness of oneness. If you're one of those people, please don't be one of those people who's like, oh, I wouldn't go traveling now, it's a bad time, or oh, don't go to that city, I wouldn't trust it there. I would suggest it's got nothing to do with actual real-world statistical you know, likeliness of death at the hands of a gunman and much more to do with your own self-confidence and limiting beliefs and fear of the world and of your soul stepping out into the world this is it's got this is that's externalizing your own shit you're too scared to be alive look at that for a while and if you need more proof around why it's so important for you to join the collective consciousness that is coming from love have a look at some really cool things that are happening in the world have a look at you know People get angry with the banks because they're big and greedy. So what happens? People come up with other cool ways of of trading. You know, everywhere that there is anger or annoyed at, if, if you start to focus on the love and acceptance of the new that could be coming in, instead of focusing on terrorism, you focus on peace. You know, was it Mother Teresa that said, I will never go to a, a rally around war, but I'll go to a rally for peace? You know, you've got to really be projecting your intent in in the positive, not the negative. So if you've got negative, find examples of what the flip side could be and then start focusing on that. It's got to be the positive every single time, every time. And if you want to bring it right down to a basic and you think, well, how can I find the positive? I've got the news feed on and I can see that all these, you know, children and young adults are running, sorry, young adults are running out of a nightclub and a concert and it's, it's traumatic. Well, then look around for the angels. They're the ones that are there helping. There's always beautiful love everywhere. Every opportunity provides a choice. And this goes back to deeper soul contract stuff as well about, well, the girl in the nightclub put up her hand to be there before she was born. She's got gifts out of that. You better believe it. The, you know, it's like Port Arthur, the people that lost their whole families, people who lose four people at once in their family, two kids, a dad and a grandma or whatever, all gone on a plane crash or all gone in a shooting. I know you listening to this thinking, why would anyone choose to have that? Why would anyone choose to be in Auschwitz? Why would anyone choose to be raped at three years old? 
Because souls have free will. And in order to fully experience all that is possible in this known universe and those beyond it, we need to have an understanding of every possible possibility in the existence of infinity. And because we're not really all individual souls, we're just one big, huge, living, breathing organism, just in different varying degrees of expression and alignment with source, we're all experiencing everything that's possible. So together we can evolve into God consciousness or whatever you want, whatever you want to call that. So yeah, we have soul contracts. We put up our hands for all kinds of things. We need to be, as I've said before, the king and the pauper. We need to be the abuser and the abused. One of the exercises that really helped me to get my head around understanding how bad shit happens is Beck um, took me on a, did a regression on a past life where I was a abuser of, I was like a, a guard in cells, like in, in medieval time. And I abused the inmates really bad. I used to beat them up and treat them really, really horribly. Um, Beck took me to an understanding of what, you know, I put my hand up for that lifetime to be a really horrible person. Why? Well, perhaps part of that was for me to obviously learn about what it was like to be like that, but at the same time, the gifts that I give from being that person. She took me into the energy of the person that I was abusing in a cell and said, what is he getting? And I got the most incredible sense of he had such peace around disconnection from his physical body and that he was in control and that he was love and he was accepting and he was so superior to me in that he could see all of my demons and he was accepting he was amazing you enabled somebody else's soul transformation and gave them the opportunity to have that incredible shift and exactly evolution and once i really understood that you can kind of see the world much clearer because we just don't know the stories, but you can understand what the stories possibly could be. Yeah, if you had a shit childhood, you're the person you are today because of that childhood, and I mean that in the best possible way. There would be elements about you, inner strength, power, ability to speak up, whatever it is, that you wouldn't have had in this lifetime if you didn't choose that mum and dad and those things. You know, whenever I'm coaching a client through a relationship breakup and they're trying to move forward, the biggest question I ask them is, what is it that you now know about yourself that you didn't know about yourself prior to this experience? So every negative thing that has ever happened to you in your life, if you choose to ask yourself that question, there is the gift of why it happened. And so too for the victims of this traumatic event in Paris and every other country that we've mentioned. So there's a great video doing the rounds. You can probably dig it up if you Google it. Russell Brand, he's doing his two minutes on his take on terrorism, and it ties beautifully into the stuff Jane was just saying, which is this isn't about violence out there in the world. This is about the violence inside ourselves. This is how we abuse ourselves and sabotage ourselves and cut ourselves down and hold ourselves back and put out our own light and do all of that incredibly self-loathing, self-abusive stuff, which is no different to someone picking up a piece of metal and aiming a bullet. It's, it can be energetic, it can be verbal, it can be financial, it can be physical, it can be sexual, it can be geographic, it could be any way in which we hold ourselves back. And we just need to understand it's just all mirrors. It is. And I had an interesting conversation recently about, you know, why is so much stuff happening now? Why is there so much more of this in the world now? And I truly believe it's because so many people are doing the work. They are doing the work to move from an X vibration to a Y vibration. And we've got chaos while that's happening. 
that we are getting polar opposites. We've got people that are becoming more and more consciously aware every single day mm. and living in full-blown consciousness of their lives, which has never happened in the sheer numbers it is now since probably Atlanta. That's right. And so this is why we're seeing so much. You know, a little simple example was... There was a, a, a show on recently about how school children should be going to school, teenagers, at, at midday instead of at, at 8.30 because they're up all night on their iPhones. And it's like, and then there was the big battle of people saying, well, parents aren't being parents these days. And I said, no, but we've got, maybe they are, some are, some aren't. But we've got a whole heap of parents that are, perhaps single parents, that are so busy putting the roof over the head, the food on the table, the clothes on the back, and being as high-functioning as they can, that the consciousness is actually dissipating in parenting. It's not that they want to, it's just that there is caught up in the Western cycle. So as a result, we're seeing all sorts of change being forced because people are disconnecting from their consciousness. They're disconnecting from their emotions. And therefore, collectively, change has to come about through big, big sledgehammers. And remember that when things happen that you don't like, again, be they large, be they small, what that is offering you as a soul is an opportunity to learn through contrast, to say, well, what I learned today is I really, 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 really don't like that. And then as Abraham would put it, you shoot off rockets of desire in a different direction. And that goes into your vortex, which is the place where you begin to create, manifest. And it's the true essence of who you are with the happiness and the joys. That's what you want. That's what you want. I have... Sorry. Go. I was just going to say, if you really want to test your magic powers of changing the world, I challenge you to send love to any potential suicide bomber. How about you start by sending love to somebody in your own life that you absolutely can't stand, that you have to see in the next 48 hours, or that's, you know, yeah. your bully at work, or the girl from childhood that you still can't get over that teased you, you know? Send them some love today. In case they go on in their lives and pick up a gun and do the same thing at some point because they're so miserable. You are powerful. You can make the difference. You absolutely can. So one of our listeners has sent me what could almost be called a series of very eloquent essays on this topic. And I'm just, I'm not going to read all of them, but there's a couple of bits I want to pull out because they synchronize beautifully with the points Jane and I are making here. So... She's talking, so I'll just read this bit. So she says, you know, as I watch the news reports, I get emotional and cry, you know, not because of the individual loss of life, but because it's so sad and there's so much darkness and disconnection within some humans they do so, that they would do such things. But she says, at the same time, my heart fills with, as it fills with sadness, it also fills with love and connection to the world as a whole. It's like these horrible dark events somehow bring us closer, and in doing so, a light grows. It almost feels like we can use this growing darkness to fuel the light. And she says, and these terrible acts of terrorism, while I'm sure bringing out anger and revenge in some, seems to bring out love and compassion and softness and heart in most. And she's, she's bang on. Exactly. She's bang on. And then Look she, what happened after September 11. Same thing. The world just suddenly became very loving and connected. We actually upgraded. It gave us a lot of material to really stop and think about, like a wake-up call, like when someone gets cancer and they have to lie in bed for six months and really think about their whole life and take an inventory and go, what are we doing? We, you know, Particularly after the 80s and all of that, with just such blind hedonism and spending and running around and materialism, and something happened which kind of slammed our fingers in the door and the whole world went, wait a minute, stop. We can't just thoughtlessly keep you know throwing stuff around and expecting nothing to happen it's like with the environment climate change climate change things are going to happen if we just keep thoughtlessly throwing yeah our energy so now this girl then goes on to say and i love this so she's talking about um well-known psychic medium sonia chocket who's, who's got some great books and stuff out that she's been reading so sonia uses the terminology five sensory slash six sensory 
to explain, well, obviously, you know, sixth century is sixth sensory is the people who are intuitive, they've evolved, they're spiritually aware, they're conscious, etc. But as we know, most people operate from a five sensory state using just mind and ego, which is fear and deficit based, right? So, and I'm, I'm reading this off this girl's email, by the way. So she says, but once uh, she's, she's saying, um, we, we lose it. We lose our higher vibrational self because most of our societies are set up to a five sensory framework. So we, for, we keep forgetting or we keep, being, we keep disconnecting from six sensory all the time. That's why I'm saying minimize your media, change your diet, change your friends, change your thoughts. You've got to keep in, in the vortex, so to speak. You've got to stay six sensory to survive all of this. So what I think, what I'm taking from her, from her email here is, What's just happened with Paris, we could almost view it as, well, what's happening here is schism, that word, schism, 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 between the five sensory and the six sensory worlds, or if you like, third dimension, fifth dimension, whatever you want to call it, X, Y vibration, you know, there's these two things in operation now, and they really are hit bucking heads they like are they're causing heads. chaos there is yeah sure volcanoes are going off why because the world is full of two completely kinds of vibrational souls at the moment we got the ones who are sound asleep and the ones who are wide awake and we are having wars energetically emotionally Ooh, physically yes. spiritually the weather is showing it the wars are showing it the terrorism is showing it because because all of those things are forcing us to, to quote unquote take sides it's not about taking sides it's about clarifying our beliefs clarifying what resonates as our truth are you going to sit over in the george bush camp or in the i hate muslims camp or even just in the bitching and moaning and whinging about the, the weather and why people should do more in the government da, 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 camp or are you going to move into the consciously responsible self-empowered spiritually aware i control my thoughts and my reality camp which is where we urge you to be each of us has a choice in any given moment to come from fear or to come from love. I choose love. Thank you for listening. We hope we gave you something to chew on. If you need to speak with us or have sessions with us, go to lovelifeshow.com. You'll find everything you need there. And until this time next week, meditate for peace. Life is perfect. I'm not trying. It's just happening. And it's a beautiful day.